the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the host and guests are their own, and not those of 9.30 a.m. The Answer or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Welcome to Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch on a beautiful Saturday afternoon. We're sitting out here enjoying the beauty and all the folks at Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. And it's absolutely gorgeous today and it's absolutely busy. There are lots of folks out here today. More than we've seen in a while. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous, huh? Yeah, I think it is. You don't think it's a pretty day? Oh, oh, yeah, beautiful. I guess okay. it's a pretty day. It's a little cool. Yeah. I guess we could, I guess if we got down to 41 degrees every night, that wouldn't be too bad. If, oh, does that help anything? What does that help? Well, it would be like our climate oh, like Monterey, California. Oh, it's currently 60 degrees. I mean, that's, that's maybe chilly, but it's not too bad. And man, there's a, it's a interesting uh, look out the crowd there. Yeah. Some of them got uh, big jackets like yeah. Jerry and I do, and uh, some, of them, some of them got T-shirts like you. The T-shirt and shorts. Shorts, yeah. Yeah, those are shorts, guy. Yeah. yeah. There was a there was a grandmother with her uh, her grandson. They both had shorts and and uh, T-shirts on. He was shivering. Uh. <laughs> she was trying hard not to. Sh- yeah. <laughs> well, it's a uh, it's beautiful for a couple reasons. Not only is it a pretty day with uh, uh, wispy clouds under a blue sky, but uh, a lot of the color. And looks like spring color is starting to come to the nursery, uh, with the I guess with the petunias. And oh yeah, they got the best uh, sale items on sale this this week yeah. that I've ever seen. Well, you want to talk about very, it? Very no. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love to do that to Milton. <laughs> uh, petunias See, Milton, are Milton one of being a, a radio professional likes to uh-huh. you know uh, you carry th- the conversation. You now. throw it to ca- to Jerry. <laughs> There are expectations, and then I drop it. <laughs> this is a, this is an interesting part of the year because we've still got two months, three months left of uh, the cool weather annuals blooming, and then uh, it's really uh, you could plant zinnias now, transplants, no. and uh, if they're available, you know, and they they could survive. But, uh, and I think the, the nurseries will have them within a few. A few days, and then we do have mar- marigolds out there already. So. <laughs> I, gu- I guess they'll take a light freeze. No, they won't take a. No, they won't take a freeze. The neat thing about the stuff they got on sale now uh, will take a take a pretty hard freeze, like begonias. They got begonias on sale, and uh, petunias, and geraniums. Of course, we've been talking about a couple of weeks. They're on sale. 
So all all three of those things will take a, a pretty hard hard for hard frost. So you're talking freeze again now, huh? No, uh, I'm saying just in case. Oh, because uh, it wasn't a week ago. I think you were. <laughs> Uh, was he? Was he? Was no, he the one saying there was you, no freeze? You're the one that predicted that, weren't you? <laughs> he was. Yeah. I guess he was he pursuing my. Uh, I, yeah, I don't. It's think a shame the, we don't have recordings of the show. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't think we'll have more freezes, but we're, we'll probably have more of this kind of weather. More frost. Yeah. I think we'll have more frost. Do you? Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, so what's the difference between a freeze and frost? Uh. About two degrees and uh, and two it's three wide, hours. Widespread or yeah. yeah that's his well, own, well, that, that's a, that's his own definition. You know, <laughs> he's just making this up. Now, that's our to. that's our problem. Is uh, our audience goes all the way into the hill country and and everywhere else, and uh, they they're colder longer than we are down here. Sometimes sometimes two to two to three weeks. Uh, I know we used to recommend that uh, April 10th be the first frost-free day oh. for the hill country. Oh wow, that's a big difference. That's different, and and we recommend March the uh, 10th to 14th for the, the 15th well, for the last frost here in San Antonio. Hey, got a question from the crowd? Can we ask it on the air? Here you go. Give you the microphone. You'll be on the air. Are you it's cold? Let's see. You're not cold. Yeah. You got Where your arms. What are those goosebumps on You got crowd? your arms crossed and you're in shorts. <laughs> I was curious if the bobcat or the this year's rodeo tomato or paste-type tomatoes. No, 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 no. no. They're, they're, they're slicers. Is that good or bad? Did you want paste or slice? I want celebrities, but they don't have any celebrities. Oh, no. They're out of celebrity? I don't see any yet. In both the gallon, maybe in the gallon. Oh, no, no. Too expensive. Oh, okay. Oh, quit it. <laughs> what are you gardening for if you're worried about expense? <laughs> Thanks. Did you have a question? Go get some paint. Can we ask it on the air? Here you go. Grab, grab the mic. You'll be on the air, and these guys will be able to hear you. What's going on? Calvin, I have a question on these uh, palms, what this disease is and what uh, what would I need to spray it with? To... Well, it's not a disease. It's not? No, it's scale insects. Yeah, see, they're, there's little, they're little sucking insects that are under a calcium cover here. And, uh, you, tell, you know, you scrape them like this. Um, I guess you just use a, do, a dormant yeah. oil. You still use dormant oil. Uh, yeah. shoot, shoot it up to the bottom. Yeah. Try to remove all the ones that have excessive, in other words, a lot of that. And then spray the rest of it with a dormant oil spray. Or if you're spraying upward. Yeah, if you're really ambush, ambitious, you can scrape off Quit it. most of those. But uh, you can with this. <laughs> There's a lot on there. This one. This one, too, if you want to make the dormant oil even more effective, you could put a little acephate in it. Okay. Or you thing, can, yeah. Yeah, you can, yeah, you can mix those two up. What do you do, Matthew? Because the, the dormant oil suffocates these guys. Okay. See these little... Uh, it was so wonderful. A related Is question. It? My hibiscus huh? leaves are all growing up. Yeah. Is that no. from no. Uh, possibly just from the cold? Although I it was them loud and wonderful before you did that. Yeah, it looks, looks like cold to me. Cold to you. Hey, what, what kind of leaf is it? Hibiscus. A, oh, yeah. Real, really... Uh, but this is a uh, 
It's not an oriental hibiscus. This is it from the, in the ground. They're in pots. The what? That's Chinese. They're in, they're in pots. Oh, they, I don't know. I don't think. Yeah, that's Chinese. Is it? Yeah. Well, both of them are. It's cold sensitive. Then. Okay. So, so would I just trim all these leaves off, yeah. or the branches, or whatever? Yeah, well, you're lucky that you have any leaves left. They, I they know. Are... Usually, by this time of the year, they're all falling off. Yeah. Same thing, coal damage, probably. I think probably. Some kind is of that, That's a house plant, isn't it? It is. You, uh, you had it out, out in the coal? Had it out in the coal. Oh, man. So... Yeah, well, listen, y'all have been helpful. Thank that, you. That's just old foliage. That okay. Is. All right. Very good. Thanks. Thank you. Right. Good here. Good luck. All right. 308-8867 is our number, so you can call us or you can come on out today and enjoy Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Oops. There we go. Better <laughs> <laughs> quit diddling around over there. Uh, Everybody was happy and hearing everything. And no, and then I started making no it, buzzes. Tried to make it better and made it worse. Uh, our phone number is 308-8867, and, of course, the address is 1604 on Boulevardy Road. So you can come on out and uh, come enjoy some time with your gardening peers. So what we're talking you were going to talk about the specials. Uh, oh, yeah. I was I mentioning begonias and petunias and geraniums can take quite a bit of coal. And but uh, <clears throat> begonias and uh, geraniums uh, and petunias that uh, really really prosper under this kind of this kind of cool temperature. So uh, uh, and and they're on sale. Begonias in four inch pots were uh, dollar twenty nine and now a dollar. Uh, so. Uh, uh, that's that's one of my favorite plants. Uh, now they they don't say if these are. They just say begonias. They don't say if these are. Are the little uh, fibrous rooted begonias that we always talk about, uh, or, or whether they're? I doubt if they're the whopper. No, they would be. They would be the the. Yeah, because the bedding. A lot bedding. of a lot of us are waiting with. Beta breath for bread. the whoppers to come back. I cleaned out my uh, containers, uh, and uh, you know, most years, Jerry, we have a lot, a lot of the begonias that uh, come back even after freeze damage. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really. I got about two of the the semperflorin kind of uh, begonias that did come back. The rest, the rest all froze, uh, gone, and all the whoppers froze. So. Yeah. And they're not coming back from the ground, are they? No, hmm. they're not. This not this year. It was serious. It was a serious freeze. Real winter. Uh, can you believe how many tomatoes they sold? No. We had two, Isn't that amazing? Yeah, we, we had, had tables two, two of tables them. of those things. I was worried that they'd gotten too many in, but people are still buying the heck out of yeah. them. Yeah. And buying the new... Uh, Rodeo. Rodeo tomato, which is, uh, what is it, Milton? HM1823. Listen at you. Same year as the Monroe Doctrine. Oh, is that well, that's how I remember it. I, I thought it was a Bastille or something. <laughs> <laughs> Monroe Doctrine. Yeah. Okay. That, nobody remembers it by that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and uh, they sure look healthy. 
I mean, they're they're really good looking. She's got. I'm guessing that's what those are. Right. They're the tallest ones of all the tomatoes out here. Well, um, except for the one. Well, gallon. the one gallon, sure, but in, in the smaller pots. And uh, what else is out there? We the I guess there's celebrities in the big ones, uh, but there were um, four, four, four. Did you check lately? Uh, uh, we better we better and, inventory. And, yeah. And that fellow said there were no celebrities yeah, yeah, out there. Yeah, we'll have to check with Trace. Popular, so. Yeah, people get it early. Well, and people don't don't need to worry. I mean, this is early for tomatoes. There'll be a lot more coming in too. Oh um, yeah. But and remember, if you got if you buy them now, you have be- you probably have better luck in terms of early production if you. Uh, Pot them up in one-gallon containers in uh, in uh, potting soil and lots of osmocote, or as Jerry says, copious amounts of osmocote. <laughs> Find a sheltered spot in full sun, which is the southern side of the house. If you've got right. a patio, it works perfect. But out of the wind. Out of the wind. And then the other thing is, if it, the forecast says it's going to fall below 40 degrees, and then just take them in temporarily. Because uh, you you want to maintain that growth rate there, as Milton said, these things are looking good and really have a high growth rate as they come from the nurseries, and that's what you want ideally. When we get into the uh, say around April 1st, when they start setting fruit, you want them in that peak production and growth, uh, so they don't miss a step. If you let them get hardened off in the cold soil or the cold wind. You're just gonna. It's gonna be slower, and if the weather doesn't cooperate, you know, you might get less production too. So, yeah. And if you if you don't want to pot them up, you can buy the gallons. Yep. And they're already potted up, and yeah. I think they've got some of the 1823s in the. Oh, do they in the one gallon? I think so in the oh. gallons. Uh, so I want to know. I've seen some at the nursery. I, uh, let me give the number again: 308-8867. 308-8867. I want to know, what do I do with, did you see the picture of my volunteer tomato? No. Yeah, so the container. Did Calvin, you send it to me? Yeah, but I texted it to you, and that may yeah. not be the best. Did you also see the see the picture of his uh, oak tree? With Was that an oak tree? Yeah. With yeah. ball moss all over? No, I'll, I'll show that to him. <laughs> As well, let me see what I, I find. saw that one. I saw that. Oh, you did see that one? Yeah. Was it was it uh, pretty clear what was killing it? Yeah. Yeah. Damn balls. <laughs> so yeah, this was. Uh, let's see if I can do this. This is a volunteer in the same. Uh, All right. Yeah. So that, 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 that looks t- like a 968. I think it probably is. It is. So what do I do? Do I just? You just let it go. Uh, okay. How, how many are in is that? It in a in com- a, is it in, in a compost? That, no, it's just in the pot that it was in before. It was oh, in the container. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's so potted up. Take, yeah. It, <laughs> well, I mean. Take all. But there's. How many are in there, Milton? Did just, I see? Just the one. It's just the one. Okay. There are there are some. Uh, I was noticing zinnias and uh, tomatoes that are growing out around the edges of the the compost pile where, yeah. where the soil is a little warm. Too. Yeah, yeah. So they, they'll probably continue to do well unless we get a real freeze. So all right, so I'll just take care of it. Okay, well now we gotta we gotta put some fertilizer in there. Well, when's the last time you put pot, the fertilizer in the pot? Last uh, year. Okay. He, he, sp- he spit in it once. But get that's you, it. Get through some of that Osmocote Plus. Okay. Put copious amounts around it. Don't dig around it. Don't 
No, I'm just gonna. Don't put it try on. to make it deeper. Or just okay. Don't get creative, man. <laughs> God has planted that out there, man. All right, so, so don't mess with his you, work. Yeah, you ain't gonna you ain't gonna improve on it. And uh, you'll you'll be having 968 tomatoes here before you know it, and they come back pretty close to true. In other words, yeah. just like last year's plant. Okay. Very cool. That's this what sound, carrot tomatoes this is, are. This sounds like an opportunity for a bet. No. What? You, you, you made a you made a statement. You said Milton's going to have 968 tomatoes before very long. Oh, yeah. That's Milton you're talking yeah, about. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah I, guess I, did get I, mean, I did get care There's a lot of things that could happen. I mean, they got to no water. Like be watered. Yeah. With cold, cold weather could come. And speaking uh, of watering, I'll tell you, after we get back on this, uh, we're having a real positive experience with our rain barrels. Yeah, the sauce thing. Yeah, it's fun. That's good. Hey, Ray's on the line at 308-8867. Hey, Ray, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Pretty good. The great weather, huh? Ain't it nice? Oh, it's beautiful. Hey, um, I've got a question about cucumbers. I got um, I started transplants uh, on January the 22nd, started seeds, rather. And so now I've got transplants. They're in uh, three-inch pots. And... Uh, you know, each one's probably got four, five, six leaves. I mean, they're pretty tall, pretty stout. I've been feeding them with uh, liquid seaweed. And um, <clears throat> I'm just, I'm going to make pickles this spring is what I'm planning for. So I've got dinner. <laughs> I was fixing to say, this is, this is more trouble for a cucumber than I've ever heard. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. what, kind, what kind of so, cucumber did you plant? Did you plant okay. uh, pickling cucumbers or slicers or what did you plant? I got the seed somewhere from Canada. Oh, Lord have mercy. All no, right, go I'm ahead. Not, I'm just kidding. No, I got the recommended varieties, um, National Pickling and uh, SMR58. Okay, okay. That's good. And uh, White Spine. Now, the White Spine, okay. I, think I, just got, I think I just got a bad envelope of seeds because I haven't been able to get them to sprout worth the darn. And all the other two varieties, no problem. Yeah, um, and the, the, they should exactly sprout the within two to three days after they're watered. Right. So I just got a bad package of white spines, so I, won't, I don't think I'll have any white spines. But I've got enough of the SMR58s and the Nationals. Um, and I'm, I've am i got a container garden, okay? It's in uh, plastic containers. I've got six of them. Um, they're probably about 24 inches long and about 18, 18 inches wide. Uh, we got good gardening soil, not soil, but uh, gardening mix. In mix, the, uh, potting, potting mix. mix. Potting good. mix, yeah, that I got I got from Fanix, which um, I, I actually okay. screened and used that for my starting my seeds up, and it worked really good. Oh, yeah, um, okay. So now I'm tempted, uh, you know, since the weather, I mean, I've looked at the future weather, and I know it can change, but I've looked at the future weather all the way through March, and... You know, I see some nights where it'll get down to 48, 42, no, no freezing all the way through March. And so, you know, you're supposed to plant cucumbers March the 2nd or 3rd, um, according to the almanac. But I'm tempted to go put them out there now and just, you know, take a chance because I, I just don't think we're going to get another freeze. And, and I know... It seems like every year something happens. I don't think it happened last year, but it seems like around Easter you usually get yeah. a freeze. But 
I just don't well, see that this year. The deal, the deal is, uh, you started them so early, and they're so right. big. Ideally, on watermelon, watermelon and cantaloupe and, and uh, vine crops, uh, cucumbers, you want to plant them before they, ha- uh, right after they have their first true leaves. You know, when you, when you plant the seed, it, it comes up and it has two, two big two, fat. Yeah. Little cotyledon right. leaves on there, we call them. And then it has the true leaves. I imagine yours have got two or three sets of true leaves. Correct. So, uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because, because of, because of that. Uh, go ahead and, and, uh, plant those now. And, and, uh, and have you some, uh, are your containers, uh, portable, uh, or do you co- you cover them when cold weather comes on? No, uh, this is the first time I've done this, um, but I do have some of that white uh, cloth, that, you know, that Good. you uh, okay. got from Panic, so I can cover okay. them if it ever comes around to that. Good. I'll just have to, I'll have to remove Go. the cages that I've already got on top of the the, the plastic no, containers. You, no, you just you put know. them around that. You just put them around what, that. Well, my around the like, cage. My cages are six foot tall so it's going to take an awful lot of cloth to go that high you know. quit it <laughs> i mean we were think of those good eating cucumbers once you once you get those good eating cucumbers but, but don't you have to cover uh, the top of the cage too you, you cover it from the top to bottom but uh i mean i mean you know from from the from the bottom of the where the cage goes into the container or some people attach it to the c- container uh, all the way to the top. Right. And but you got the uh, but now, how, where did where did you get that cloth? Didn't you get a big sheet of that cloth? I, I bought quite a bit of it uh, from Fanix years ago, and I've still got it in my storage shed. So I I, I may okay. need more. It, know, no, I mean, I no, need you you won't need more. It it's it it's uh, that cloth comes in. Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, three, four feet wide and uh, and in in lengths. But uh, I, I'm, 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 I imagine you're gonna have uh, have plenty to cook because you only cover it. You only cover it one layer thin. Another another word, layer, one layer thick. I'm sorry. Uh, what about the you can... top? What about the very top of the cage? You know what I'm saying? The very top. Yeah, you can cover you can cover it all the way up to there. Okay, is that a up good idea? Top. That cloth. Yeah, that's work. a good idea to put that on there right after you plant them because the cucumbers are cucumbers are uh, are, uh, are are real sensitive to the high winds. You know, we we right. know we're not going to have another frost, but I can guarantee you we're going to have some winds. Or and that'll yeah. rip the rip those leaves all to pieces. So uh, I'm re- I'm recommending with tomatoes and and everything that we put in the garden to get some of that uh, what we call uh, row cover cloth yeah. material white and yeah. and cover cover everything with it because you, you can leave it on. See because that that stuff breathes. Uh, it won't get too hot in there, and won't get, and, and it'll give you about three to four degrees cold protection, and it'll give you wind protection and insect protection. So uh, you need at this at this time of the year, you need to uh, 
cover everything. Okay. Okie doke. Okay. Now, one thing, one thing on the cucumbers, once they start blooming a lot, a lot and uh, having the little little fruit on there, the little, you'll see them, the, the bloom, you know, the blooms of cucumbers right. and watermelons, you have male and female bloom. The female bloom has a little, little uh, cucumber attached to the base. Once that begins, you have you have to either hand pollinate them, or you have to uh, take that uh, grow up cloth off and uh, let the bees and the insect pollinate them. Right. And then, and then I also got a, a spray bottle from Millburgers of that spray. I forget what they call it, but uh, it's something that you spray on the blooms. It's a, it's a hormone, the blooms. I think. Yeah, hormone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Blossom right, set, blossom, blossom set. They call blossom it. Blossom set. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah. But uh, I still have to take the cover off to to, to be able to do that. So uh, it's it's better right. to have the insects do it. And I've got quite a few bees out here. I don't know if there's enough flowers that are blooming right now, but um, you know, for there to be enough bees, uh, because I yeah. got a feeling once I put these cucumbers in the in those pots, they're really going to take off because they. They, they are so well these transports. Yeah, they are. But you need to get them in their permanent location and into a larger volume of soil as soon as possible. Hey Ray, okay. we got to run. Call Good. us back if you need any help. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a break. While we do, give us a call at 308-8867. 308-8867. When we come back. We'll talk about a project that's happening over at UTSA right after this on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. I want to thank everybody that came out to Millburgers and enjoyed David Rodriguez's EarthKind seminar on spring garden cleanup. You know what? If you missed it, I'm so sorry, but let me give you some advice. Go to MillburgerNursery.com, MillburgerNursery.com, and you'll find all kinds of activities that are going on and all kinds of classes, too. Classes on roses that are coming up, kids' gardening classes, and much, much more. That's MillburgerNursery.com. You'll also find what's on sale this week, like the begonias are on sale in the 4-inch pot for just 98 cents each. Petunias are on sale in the 4-inch pot for just 88 cents each. This is a great saving on geranium beautiful geraniums on sale and the six inch pot just 488 and texas mountain laurels are blooming all around town if you don't have this great texas traditional plant it's on sale right now in the five gallon container for 1888 all that at millburgers landscape nursery 1604 on bull 40 road consult your tax professional before investing let me ask you a question can you keep your 401k or ira safe from the death of the dollar continued rampant fed spending political corruption and from the possible new cold war with russia if you answered no then listen up fortunes are going to be made and lost over the next few months it's time you took action over fifty thousand people have requested our gold ira investment guide to learn how to protect their retirement savings now it's your turn we are advantage gold the number one rated gold ira company in america by trustlink right now we are giving away 
a free copy of our new gold IRA protection guide to anyone with an IRA, 401k, or retirement account that is over the age of 55. Just call 1-800-900-8000 right now, and we will help teach you how to keep your retirement savings away from the government and safe in your pocket. Just call today at 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Representatives are standing by. Call 800-900-8000 today. This is Lance Hoppus. Join me this Sunday evening from 8 to 10 for The God, Family, and Country Show. This show is a call for all Christians to live as God commanded. A call for a recommitment to your family to pray together and live a Christian life. A call to action in defense of our country, our Constitution, the amendments, and Bill of Rights, which we were given from God. Join me and the revival every Sunday evening from 8 to 10 on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Time and money are key factors in the world of personal finance. If you want to get more of both, you need to call Robin Hoppus of Big State Financial. Robin has a strategy that can add 20% day one to your retirement income value that is protected from market losses. Think about that for a moment. An enhancement to your retirement income value could help you hit your target number so you could retire when you want. Call Robin Hoppus at 210-373-6000 to find out more. Don't wait. This offer can change at any time. Think about this. A possible increase added day one to your retirement income value that's protected from market losses. Call 210-373-6000 to set up your no-obligation readiness review to learn if you qualify for this offer. Time is money. An hour of your time could be worth a significant increase to your retirement income value that is protected from market losses. Big State Financial. Call 210-373-6000. The number again is 210-373-6000. Or visit them online at Big State Financial. I'd like to introduce you to Karen Bagwell of Blue Rose Christian Counseling, specializing in anxiety, depression, OCD, trauma, grief, and relationships. And Karen, what relationship doesn't have stress? Stress is completely normal, and if managed properly, instead of tearing down, it can be used to build up relationships. So, Karen, where does this building start? Call me, Karen Bagwell, at 210-264-2565. For Blue Rose Christian Counseling. BlueRoseChristianCounseling.com And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Our phone number is 308-8867, 308-8867. But the next few minutes, we're going to talk to you about a project going on at UTSA. Dr. Keith Muelstein is here, and uh, he is a coordinator of the project. And, Keith, I'm going to ask you uh, to just uh, kind of start us off with the who, what, where. Give us the 101, if you will. So we'll be in, uh, in oh, <laughs> it's okay. I was trying to be clever. I wasn't going to make it. So tell us what's going on. Well, it's pretty simple, really. Um, UTSA is proud to uh, to open up a new student community garden. Um, it's taken us a while to uh, get the design out, get the, uh, the the plan out, and get the thing built. Um, the students uh, created this proposal for the university uh, some time ago, uh, got it funded on their own through the Green Fund, um, and we have just got it built, and we're ready to plant right now. Cool. So, and, and so what was the reasoning... For the garden, we know what, the, what is the why behind it? The students are really the why behind it. You know, the the kids these days they're they're really getting back into the gardening uh, issues. Uh, they see it as an important sustainability question. 
And this is one of the ways that they can answer that question by learning to do the growing on their own, harvest their own vegetables, and be part of that bigger sustainability picture. Okay. That explains the why. So now, so when does it kick in officially? You say it's ready to be planted now. Well, that's right. The gardens, we have six raised beds, 30 feet long each, four feet wide, really nice looking. And we're ready to do that, you know, planting. We're actually having our dedication next week, March 4th. Okay. Is the public invited to the dedication? The public is invited to come to the dedication, and the students being the young group that they are, are looking for some guidance in what plants to plant and what seeds to use and so on. So we're looking forward to engaging that conversation. We've got some blue bonnets with orange flowers that we could give you to plant in there. That would be nice. I think initially the students are hoping for to grow some vegetables, tomatoes, cucumbers, green beans, that kind of thing. I'm teasing because there was a kind of a fun controversy a few years ago when some blue bonnets got planted on the UT campus. Some maroon blue bonnets. Maroon blue bonnets got planted on the UT campus. I don't remember that. See, there's no, yeah, there's no, although Dr. Parsons and other researchers are working on it very hard, there is no burnt orange blue bonnet yet. It just all seemed to be. We're not we're not working on it very hard. I, I think we have a whole research department uh, focused on that very thing. Uh, Probably so. <laughs> hey, uh, talk a little bit too. Okay, so you're looking for input on what you're planting, but now I think the expression is making hay while the sun is shining. Uh, what will you? When will you start planting? And, and what will you start planting? Well, I think initially the uh, first planting day is next week, March okay. 4th. Okay. Right, and the students are excited about getting something in the ground. And yeah. I think initially they're talking about green beans, cucumbers, uh, you know, mm. the basic stuff. In fact, we have uh, the official list here from Dr. Jerry Parsons. I oh, think dear. they're going to be working right off of that list. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> uh, you're working with David, David Rodriguez to help you. He's That's you. right. That is right. The Master Gardeners uh, have been a big help. They've been. Uh, working with us uh, behind the scenes, trying to Good. You know, lay out strategies, give us some of the basics. Great. Uh, another thing you can do on that is uh, David and David and uh, Master Gardeners have a uh, have a website in which they they uh, follow the uh, uh, sequence of what they do at the children's garden. Have you oh. seen that? I have. That website. I have. And uh, that would be good for y'all to follow too. Because that's David's following that list, of course, and uh, maybe y'all can uh, work together. Uh, 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 he can show you how to get some of the most, some of the recommended plants, and and when to plant them, and everything else. But just follow the the schedule that he follows with that uh, children's garden, and you'll you'll be successful. He's been very successful with the uh, the San Antonio uh, children's garden. Yeah, I've seen that on the on their web page. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, look, look, watch that. To working with the master gardeners. Uh, yeah, and uh, he got a lot of good information on that as well. But uh, what 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 kind of soil did you use in the garden? Did you did we you used get a some good uh, yeah garden potty mix. mix? Yeah, good good garden mix. Uh, good. Sandy loam, you know, good. good organics in it. Good. 
Um, interesting, though, you know, the uh, raised beds have actually been in the ground now for two weeks. We've already seen a few weeds pop up and fire ants. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah. They like they like those uh, they like those beds, the fire ants. Thing. So, from a you know organic gardening perspective, what is a fire ant solution? There's some organic. Yes, uh, and anything with concern, I would uh, conserve. What's that? What conserve. Spin- spinosad. Conserve. Yeah. What is the actual pro- uh, spinosad? Spinosad, yeah. Is that it? Yeah, Spinosad, yeah. uh, S-P-I-N-O-S-A. And there's some products in there, too, and they're, and they're generally labeled for the vegetable garden. And they're organic. Yeah. Oh, that'll be good. And, and they I work. I hope my students are listening out there. And, and they work, notes. too, so that's, that's a <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 it's not as fast. fast as the product name is actually not Spinosad, and we're saying it's S-P-I-N-O-S-A-D, Spinosad. Yeah. But it's it the 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 brand name says contains spinosa. In other words, uh, the name and then contains spinosa. I don't. I and don't, it says no. fire ants on there. Yeah, and I don't know if mine is an old container, but it emphasizes the conserve the big the yeah. title across the top. They used to, they used to call spinosa conserve when it was dealing with fire ants. I yeah. Guess. But there, there's a number of products that have that active ingredient. And then have your students just look at the label and see what's labeled for for the vegetable garden because they're not all. Right, right, right. And spinosad is a, it can be used as a drench or a base. You can use it as a drench or a base. But uh, while, while you've got them in your, in your bed there, uh, you want to find out where those main mounds are and drench them with a uh, organic uh, right, insecticide. insecticide. Right. It wouldn't it wouldn't hurt um, just to get get all the surfaces a, a little bit because they're gonna they're they'll be moving in and, and uh, yeah all over there. Well, while we're on the topic of pesticides, and since we haven't planted yet, that'll be next week, a week from today, is there something we can do to the beds with regards to herbicides or pesticides before mm. we plant within a week of planting? Not herbicides. No. Uh, I think your your spinosad is a, uh, it's a broad-spectrum organic insecticide, okay? And so you can uh, you can keep some around. So if you have uh, insect problem or fire ants included, uh, you can control it with a spinosad, and you'll have, feel good that it's organic. And, mo- good. and good. Uh, most of the things uh, you probably don't you limit your flexibility. You know, if you were doing a agricultural field, you would know when your crop was going to go in and what it would be a single plant so you could you could get a pesticide that you could use but when you're when you've got a, a diversified little garden like you're talking about you you probably don't want to apply anything that's got a six month waiting period or or let, it allows you to use it when you're planting uh, corn or some other crops but not others so right I'm, I'm with Jerry on the spinosa that that's flexible and it's you can use it almost any time. Uh, herbicides, you just have to weed. Weed. That's the fun part it's of easy. having a garden. <laughs> it's right. easy now. Out there and yeah. weed. Yeah, just don't. Uh, the thing we used to have uh, the issues with the 
community gardens and the classroom gardens was at the middle of summer. You know, every yeah. no, nobody's been there for six weeks, and the Bermuda grass is in there and it's baked. All grown in. Yeah, right, yeah. right. It'll be. It's it's funny how many. You know, you had you had 40 enthusiastic supporters, but when it's 100 degrees out and there's a baked a garden of Bermuda grass, uh, the number of supporters disappears. You know, they're well. Busy. Speaking of weed control, uh, there's a lot of different techniques for weed control once your plants are in the ground. So I've heard, you know, using cardboard or a filter fabric of some kind, various ways of doing that. What's y'all's recommendation? Elbow grease. Elbow. Pull them out the root by root. Huh? Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you've got small plots like that and everybody's assigned to a small plot, it shouldn't be a, a major effort. Yeah. Right. Well, that's exactly what we've done. Each group has uh, adopted one of the raised beds within their okay. group. And okay. So um, there should be a good group assigned to each one of them. If if they want to use a uh, mulch, um, the easiest to use I find in a vegetable garden is live oak leaves. Oh no! Okay. But it's not. Yeah. But you don't use you know because you're you're dealing with small plants and you're seeding. You don't use a you don't use it thick enough to really prevent all weeds. But uh, it's it's really a pretty efficient and easy to use. You can move it. Uh, just use an inch and a half. Anybody that, anybody that's really interested in a mulch. Right now, those live oak leaves—they're fairly sturdy and kind of waxy. They take quite a long time to to decompose. Yeah. Well, which you think is right, but uh, you when you first put them in there, it looks like it's going to take a long time. But uh, you'll be looking for more in six six to eight weeks. Yeah. Okay. Because they will have decomposed. Well, luckily yeah. we have no shortage of live oaks in this town. Yeah. Well, that's true. And people, a lot of people still rake them up and put them in bags for you. What, so what happens uh, to all the produce that you produce? Well, we have a, uh, a garden steering committee that uh, they're discussing that right now. Um, they've talked about uh, you know donating some of the food to the poor. They've talked about having uh, um, some o- open market uh, uh you know, food days, things like that. Um, and then, of course, the students themselves will be consuming a lot of that. There you go. Cool. What about planting only what you eat? Well, you could do that, I suppose. Yeah, uh, that, that, that would be the... I think they're hoping that the harvest is so bountiful that they no. can share it with the community. But be sure to plant. Uh, that's the key to, to keeping the interest in that garden. And like I said, if you follow the, the procedures... That they use on the children's garden. You notice we don't plant turnips and rutabagas and things like that that uh, that that the kids won't eat. Well, what they what they're interested in is onion. They might be interested in onions and uh, cherry tomatoes. Cherry tomatoes are, are are one of the biggest. That has a lot of return per right. square footage. Right. I think my goal is to plant everything necessary for pico de gallo. There you go. Uh, and peppers. Tomatoes, onions, and peppers. I don't know if they plant peppers at the children's garden or not. I don't. Remember. They used to. I think they do, Jerry. I, I, I bet you they. Carrots. Do. Uh, I was trying to think of other things. You know, there's a story we we tell. Um, I was involved in community gardens for uh, years, and we we did a, a big one uh, over on the west west side in the the grade school right there. All the kids came over, 
and we had plots for everybody. It was at Avenue to Guadalupe, and uh, and the kids, you know, we didn't follow that rule about planting what the kids want to plant. We planted what what we wanted, so we had lots of greens. And there was this, uh, it came time to harvest, you know, and we were doing kind of like you are with taking pictures and getting publicity and everything. And we wanted to show the kids enjoying uh, these uh, spinach and all the greens and everything. And, of course, the kids were not interested in in, 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 it. Of course not. But they didn't want rutabagas, did they? No, but there was this, uh, (laughs) you know, we're having this kind of this good-natured debate about it and then suddenly the the kids the kids that were speaking for the group said all right we'll take the greens so we all you know took the pictures and we're patting ourselves on the back and then kids went back to their school and we were driving off and we on the corner of avenue guadalupe there's uh. these big <laughs> fancy waste baskets uh. and they had was really really attractive they had decorated them in the waste paper baskets with the greens up there up about eight foot tall yeah so. that's that's important that they plant what they want to eat you mean like m&ms well <laughs> if you could grow them you uh, would plant them hey we got to go run to a break uh dr milstein what where do folks find out more information about the garden they can uh hit my website at utsa utsa.edu slash sustainability or they can call my office at okay. 458-6430. And sustainability is a big, a big deal now in the city. It's one of those, one of part of the, the plan for the future. That's right. The university is working with the city of San Antonio, developing a regional uh, sustainability plans. Very cool. All right, we're going to take a break. Thanks for coming up. And appreciate it. 308-8867 is our number. 308. 308- 8867 and toll free it's 866-308-8867 back in a moment with more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM The Answer Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. I want to thank everybody that came out to Millburgers and enjoyed David Rodriguez's EarthKind seminar on spring garden cleanup. You know what? If you missed it, I'm so sorry, but let me give you some advice. Go to MillburgerNursery.com, MillburgerNursery.com, and you'll find all kinds of activities that are going on and all kinds of classes, too. Classes on roses that are coming up, kids' gardening classes, and much, much more. That's MillburgerNursery.com. You'll also find what's on sale this week, like the begonias are on sale in the 4-inch pot for just 98 cents each. Petunias are on sale in the 4-inch pot for just 88 cents each. This is a great savings on geranium. Beautiful geraniums on sale in the 6-inch pot, just four eighty-eight. And Texas mountain laurels are blooming all around town. If you don't have this great Texas traditional plant, it's on sale right Right now in the five-gallon container for eighteen eighty-eight. All that at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, sixteen oh four on Bull Forty Road. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them, and if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world. Cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. 
Hi, this is Rhonda Bone of Rhonda's Nature's Way with two locations to serve you. Most of us have some unwanted fat we want to get rid of. Try Sigform HCG, a homeopathic fat release system. It displays no known adverse side effects, targets the abnormal fat deposits that we don't want for well-needed energy. Increase blood flow for fat burning with a healthy lifestyle plan and no dips in your sugar levels. Come in and get your information on Sigform HCG at Rhonda's Nature's Way, two locations. 624 Southwest Military Drive at Shopper City Mall. Call 210-924-6922 and 8059 Callahan at the Grandview Shopping Center at the corner of I-10 West and Callahan. 210-344-1482. Rhonda's Nature's Way with two locations. If you're listening to this station, I can tell we have a few things in common. You care about this country, your family, and your faith. My name is Dixie Bishop, owner of Texas Plumbing Diagnostics. We'd like the privilege of serving you when you have a plumbing problem. That's what the diagnostics is all about. With our skilled licensed plumbers and leak detection technology, we can find that hidden leak that's affecting your foundation or turning your yard into a swamp. We at Texas Plumbing Diagnostics are not on commission. Our flat rate pricing will cover it all. And of course, we do it all, from water heaters and softeners to stopped-up drains and new gas lines. See why Angie's List has given us the Super Service Award five years in a row. Or read our testimonials at our website, tpdtx.com. Call us at 210-698-9790 for Texas Plumbing Diagnostics. We respond to your emergency. Stat. Texas Plumbing Diagnostics. We respond to your emergency. Hugh Hewitt, well, at least we're seeing the worst from the Democrats. I must say, the Democrats in the Senate have become children, just absolute children. As they throw tantrum after tantrum, they lost. They lost the election. When does no one understand what losing an election is like? That means you don't get to pick the people who the president picks. They are like children. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 5, right before Mike Gallagher at 8 on 930 a.m., the answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Now our number is 308-8867 and we're going to reach out and talk to Robin who's called us at 308-8867. Hi there Robin, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Good morning. Doing great. Good. Hey, Good. I have some some crepe myrtles. And they had bag worms so bad last year, I cut out quite a bit in the fall, and then I read that that wasn't the time to prune them. Are we, am uh, I supposed to be hearing something? Uh oh. Oh uh, well, well. Don't the, hear anything. You did, you did. You just cut out the bag worm, right? I cut out the bag worm, and now I'm thinking. And then I read that that wasn't the time to prune them. Uh, well. No, I mean, so if you're just doing some minor pruning, like cutting out bagworms, that's that's not a problem. Okay. How do I get more blooms out of them? And should I trim off the little spindly uh, branches? You can, um, but the, they really, we really don't recommend pruning crape myrtles that much. Uh, but any any crossing branches that you might have, or any. Uh, Offending branches, they call them. In other words, it's too low, or that you they need you, but you cut them back to the next largest branch. 
you don't okay. you don't just top them like you see in the in the parking lots and and places like that. You don't top them. Yeah. Now, yeah, now I see a lot of they that. also they also are you are yours fairly small or young or whatever. I would I would say they're about twenty feet tall when yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's a pretty big one, the old one. Well, maybe at fifteen feet, but yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, but like I said, a lot of a lot of people say uh, a lot of people take the time to cut those small small uh, side sprouts or, or mm-hmm. I don't know if you call them water sprouts, but uh, the little rough spots along the limbs, along the major mm-hmm. limbs, take yeah. take those off. But just yeah. remember, with crepe myrtle, uh, they bloom on new growth. Okay. Oh my. So, oh dear. so any <laughs> any any way you can stimulate new growth uh-huh. will stimulate bloom. So uh, okay. that means fertilize them now uh-huh. with a 1959 slow release fertilizer, a slow release fertilizer. Okay. Uh, around around the base and about uh, as big as yours is uh, three to four feet out from uh-huh. from the base. Uh-huh. Or maybe even further than that, and sprinkle it all, sprinkle it all around. Uh, yeah. Use that slow-release fertilizer. Right. Like uh, we don't. Yes, yes, ma'am. Out, uh-huh. out around that good, good girl. Out around the, where the drip line is. You right. got any okay. other? We don't. We don't mulch crape myrtles. Or, uh-huh. I, I never have heard anybody recommending mulch, but uh, uh-huh. uh, and keep them. We'll keep them well watered. Uh, they're in your yard, I guess, in your in your lawn, right? Um, actually, they're in a um, garden that we take care of, a volunteer group we take care of. Oh, okay, help, okay. Yeah, in courtyard, and they've been mistreated for many, many years. Oh trying, no! You know, yeah, they've been cut back. You know, just topped for years, okay. and we're trying to get get them somehow to look better and be more healthy. And um, we just didn't Wait, know how to go about, about it. How many how many main stems do you have? How many what? Main stems, main, you oh, know, crab myrtle or multi multi trunk. Yes, and that's the beauty of them. I think are the multi stem. Okay. Uh, you know the way they grow, and so I was trying to take off some of the smaller ones coming off of that, thinking that there you go stems at the bottom That'll work. would. Would, yeah, would grow. That's but what I That's what I was going to so recommend. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, but leave the tops doing what they want. Yes, ma'am. And 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 any cuts you make, make cut back to the next largest branch. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so that means okay. that yeah, no stubs. Already. And and fertilize the heck out of them, and yeah. water the heck out of them. Right. Okay. Oh, good information. I have another Thanks. question too. Oh, I have okay. this. All these live oaks. We have a lot of live oaks, and they have on the underside of the leaf. You see these little round eggs. Oh no! Yes, oh no! That. Yes. <laughs> and they're sticking on those leaves, you know, and the leaves fall oh, off. Oh, no. And I'm thinking, I don't know if I want to use those for mulch or keep them because whatever that egg is might not be good. 
but they're they're just uh, and there's probably nothing in them anymore. The the little wasps that oh, uh, grew in there are long gone, and they're, uh-huh. they're generally beneficial wasps, and uh, they don't they they won't hurt anything. They're just a little oh, bit well, more organic material. Okay, well that's good then. And you oh know, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Oh, there's nothing you could have. There's yeah. nothing you could have done to prevent it, and yeah. you don't even need to worry about it. They just call they just call them galls, G A L L S. Right, but it's a beneficial wasp that comes out. Of Quite that. often it is. Yeah, there's a there's a huge number of different ones, but uh, uh-huh. generally they're beneficial. They feed on other these, insects. These eggs look like osmocote fertilizer. You're right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Little galls. Size. Yeah. Wouldn't that be neat if they would have osmocote on the bottom of the leaves? The insects would put osmocote on the bottom of the leaves. Yeah. Now some of them, some of them can, can be really bright colors. They probably probably faded yeah, by red. now, but some yeah. of them be red. Yeah, really nice, attractive. Ah. So do they start forming what in late summer? Most yep. of the I, that's when I started noticing that I think was. Well, they may they may even start. Some of them do in in spring. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, and then they'll just the uh, wasps or the, the whatever insects in there will hatch in the summertime, and then they'll just yeah. hang on there. The fact that yeah. they they are just the leaves are just falling now that indicates that the the galls really haven't affected the leaves because uh, you know if the leaves mm-hmm. were really injured right. from them, they would have fallen earlier than this. Yeah, yeah. But again, if you if you want to stimulate your live oaks and and take good care of them, you want to fertilize them. Right, uh-huh. right. Now's the time. Now's a good time to start uh, spreading copious amounts of 1959 slow release fertilizers. 1959. Nine. Yes. Okay. That okay. that's 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 a lawn fertilizer uh, uh-huh. that uh-huh. most nurseries sell. Slow release is the key. Yeah, slow release. Okay. Okie okay. doke. All right. Okay, well, well, thank you so much. Okay. Sure. Bye. Sound like you're in good shape. All right, we need to begin to wrap up for the hour. When we come back, we'll talk to Trevor. But our number is 308-8867. It's 308-8867. We're going to talk to David Rodriguez uh, tomorrow about uh, the presentation today. He had to run. Uh, but uh, if you want to know more about what's going on at Millburgers and all the different uh, events, and, uh, and next month they have coming up some great children's events and children's uh, um, educational series, and I don't know if David will be back, but uh, there'll be an adult series too. So uh, you go to millburgernursery.com. We're back with Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Our phone number is 308-8867, 308-8867. We're live at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, and Trevor's on the line. Hey, Trevor, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you all? Good, good. What can we help you with? Good. Um, I have kind of a multi-part question. Uh, I have some uh, giant timber bamboo that I planted a few years ago, and just this past summer it finally started putting out some uh, some really thick shoots. Um, and I was wondering with the uh, 
temperature drop we had, uh, everything lost all its leaves, and I was just wondering if I should have or should at this point cut all those down and let it put up new shoots or... No, just leave it alone. Leave it alone. Now, well, are you are you are you out in the in the country, or are you uh, got you plant that timber bamboo next to your house, or or uh, it's your... out, of, out of a fence line, kind of providing some uh, a screen. Okay. Now, has the timber bamboo got frozen, though? That you're talking about cutting uh, back? No, I mean the uh, it's it's everything is still green except. You know, all the leaves fell off, and yeah, that, don't worry okay. about that. Because uh, if it, okay. you know, if it's ugly and all froze, you can easily cut it. Because, like Jerry said, that there'll be new shoots coming up like mad. Right. One they, of the things uh, that happened uh, in the fall was uh, it put up about four or five shoots that never got more than about six inches tall, and then rotted out. I don't know if that was just because of the time mm-hmm. of the year or something else is wrong with it. Now, there's some people that say that's just luck. Yeah. <laughs> how, did, how did you, I, I'm, all, I'm, in, I'm fascinated with bamboo. Uh, did somebody recommend you plant that, or you did some reading on the Internet and decided to plant some I, timber bamboo? I did some reading, and I've always thought that the giant timber bamboo was really pretty, and since it uh, is a clumping bamboo, I wasn't really worried about it, you know, running everywhere and being a nuisance. Yeah, and did you confer with your neighbors? Um, no, they, they, they really can't see. Uh, I've got an alleyway, and uh, I actually have a chain-link fence, and the neighbors have privacy fences. But uh, it, it, it hasn't gotten very far. Um, you know, where I originally planted it, maybe the furthest shoot is about a foot away from where I originally planted it. Yeah, how, how old is it? Uh, it's probably about four years old. Only about four years old. Yeah. Okay. It's, call it's call me in, call me in about ten years and we'll talk again. <laughs> yeah, but he'll be calling from a different address. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Sounds okay, good. Okay. Go. But uh, it, it won't it won't hurt your it won't hurt your your wood if that's what you're worried about. The freeze. Yeah, I, I was just concerned that it wasn't going to uh, grow new leaves or. No, no, no. It's it's not gonna kill it. Okay. And, yeah. and if it does, if it happens not to grow newly, just cut it to the ground. And, uh, and right. like Calvin said, it'll it'll knock your hat off uh, growing back. I'm assuming this uh, this summertime it's probably going to really go crazy since it finally started putting off pretty good shoots uh, this past right. summer. Right. Are you fertilizing it or are you doing anything like that? <laughs> Uh, I, what are you I shaking been, your head for, Calvin? <laughs> well, I just I like the, I like I want, his laugh. I, I want this man to mm. enjoy his timber bamboo. Well, I, he's read enough about it to know that he's not going to put a lot of fertilizer on it because he wants yeah. to, he wants to be able to live in the house for a while. But well, why? It, why it, it's are you growing it? About 150 feet back from the house, I got a pretty big backyard, and it's in a in an area all by itself. So. Uh, yeah, that'll could, get that'll, that'll give you about ten years before you have to move out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you don't have a swimming pool near it, do you? No, no swimming pools. Okay, that's good. Thanks, Trevor. <laughs> Thank you, guys. 
Talk to you soon. Bye, Trevor. All right, 308-8867 is our number. And Trace is up here. What's going on, Trace? You're busy today. Uh, yeah, it's it's busy, but you know what? There's still parking spaces. Sure. So if there's parking places, then... Uh, in the back. They, uh, well, there's still some in the front. Oh. Um, that means there's room for all y'all to come in. Yeah. So we had a, a fantastic adult seminar this morning. David uh, had a pretty good crowd. I think I counted up to... 48, 50 people oh, at great. any one time. So a lot of people learned what to do for uh, making their their yards successful this spring, what to cut back and when to cut it back, what to fertilize it with. So they got a bunch of answers out there, and an informed customer is a great customer. So did David uh, rec- uh, suggest that we're not going to have any more hard freezes? He did not suggest that, but I wasn't down there the whole time. Oh, oh I see. So, I'm, uh, I'm surprised somebody didn't. Uh, I'm sure he was asked probably three or four different go. times. <laughs> but David's pretty good at not answering uh. a direct question. <laughs> so uh, He's been working for extension too there long. There you go. But, again, very successful. Uh, we got a picture of, uh, of him that we're going to post on the website of doing the seminar. Oh. And there's also a picture for our donation. Uh, that'll be on the website soon. So, um, we all the tomatoes from the rodeo tomato that we sold last Saturday. Oh, oh, I see. Which was uh, 222, if I remember correctly. So uh, we cut a check for almost 500 dollars. It was 470 right. something dollars. The junior master gardener. Yes, sir. And, well, we uh, appreciate y'all doing that. We, we definitely need the kids out there learning what to do. You know, they're they're too. Uh, too complacent in front of the TV doing uh, yeah. who knows what on what kind of gaming system. <laughs> so uh, encourage them to get out and in the yard. I think he told me that there was still some openings for the uh, children's garden. Yeah, I, I think so, there's uh, a definitely few. a couple uh, of slots. Yeah. If you've got a child or a grandchild that's interested in that, uh, it's a commitment of some, several weekends, but uh, they'll learn a lot and, uh, and get, get a lot of produce. You get a lot too. to eat. Yeah, yeah, get a lot of produce. Well, and it can affect their life for, for the rest of their life if they. Uh, there's so we've seen so many kids that have just responded to the attention and to learning about the environment, and just uh, become lifelong gardeners and just more satisfied with themselves and and more interested in being uh, active participants in this society. And they eat more vegetables, so they they live longer. Hi, what's up? Did Did you have a question? Can we ask it on the air? Okay. Hi, I'm Jonathan. I have a question about grapevines. Uh, I've got a grapevine at my ranch in the hill country. I planted it about, I don't know, five years ago. And it's pretty good size. In the last two years, it's a table grape. It's supposed to produce table grapes. And the last two years, in the spring, it produces a bunch, just bunches and bunches of little grapes about the size of a pea. And then... They all brown, turn brown, wither, and fall off. And it's happened both springs, last two springs. And that's the first time it's really tried to bear a lot. And I, what's, I don't know what's wrong with it. What's the variety? Uh, you say it's a table grape. Yeah, it's a white table grape. It's at, um, it's a really common um, Niagara no. grape. I can't think of the name of it offhand. Thompson. It's a seedless? Pardon like, me? Like a Thompson seed? Yeah, it's a Thompson seed. Thank you. Well, there's but, your answer. That's the answer? Yeah, well, it's not It's not resistant to the... Is that Pierce's disease that he's seen? No, no. I, uh, it's, not, it's not resistant to uh, 
the uh, fungus disease, the fungus, uh, you, you know, the last couple of springs we've had has been wet. Right. And so they get uh, black rot fungus on them uh, during, during the spring, and that, that'll take the grapes off sometimes. Can I, I spray it with a systemic fungicide or anything? No. Uh, uh, you can use a fungicide. Uh, did it just go in there go, get, get you one that... Uh, we used to, we used to use one called Maneb, M-A-N-E-B, but uh, I, I I guess I guess chlorothalonol or uh, uh, I'm thinking if if chlorothalonol would be good for black rot. Now Thompson have to, Thompson yeah. Seedless though is have you ever heard of anybody getting a crop on Tom, Thompson Seedless here? They're pretty sparse producers. This is not this is not the key. It's not the top area for us. There's certain varieties that do well here, and there's others that are just uh, have a tough time. And I think Thompson Thompson's very popular, but it's yeah. hard to grow here. So it's it's the one to see at the grocery, and they want to get. But they, to to size the grapes and everything else, you have to do a do a lot of uh, uh, spraying. Of uh, both hormones and uh, fungicides to to get them to produce, but uh, I th- I think your main problem is weather. Well, it has been really wet. In the it has, it has been wet and, in uh, the spring. That's time. when it dies. Is when it gets real wet. Right, right. Now the plant grows. You know, it looks right, good. right. It doesn't have any problem. It's just the grapes on the plant. Yeah, and I have, to about I'm surprised you didn't say. Oh, you mean you want grapes? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not <Have> leaves. You <laughs> might, you might, you might want to. There's a new, new one now that uh, is on the market. It's gone. It's all sold. I've got a couple, uh, like a hundred still coming, but they were trying to take cuttings from them. So oh. uh, last I heard, it was probably going to be late March or April before I got okay. my hands on them. But what is it? The variety, Victoria's. Victoria Red. Now I do have some uh, Blanc de Bois down there, which is one of the extension service listed varieties that is Pierce's disease resistant. So, so okay. you might you might want to watch for that Victoria oh. Red for sure. Well, I appreciate that. Now, have you pruned it? Yes, I have pruned it. How did you prune it? Um, well, I don't. What system did you certainly use? Certainly not a grape expert. I can prune uh. peaches okay, <laughs> but um, what I've done is I've trained it along. Okay, a long, a wire. long wire. And basically, uh, I go in and about every 12 to 16 inches, you know, I've kind of left a, a good solid. I mean, it's, you know, it's big. Yeah. It's, it's this big round at the base. Yeah. And then I, I cut off a bunch of the little stuff and I leave like trailers hanging down from it about every 12, 16 inches that are, you know, oh. bigger maybe the size of my thumb, and then I let those grow, and that's where it's producing a lot of grapes. Yeah, it, okay. It just had bunch after bunch after bunch, and I'm all excited, you know. <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden, boom, they yeah. turn brown the, the, and all the, fall that, off. That's, uh, I, think, I think that I'm trying to think of a, a fungicide uh, that they use on, on, on grapes. I, I guess it was, maybe it was Captan. We Captain, have, Captain's what we, we used on peaches. We have Captain? Yeah, we used it on peaches, Captain, yeah. for sure. 
Look at the label. Yeah. Okay. And you're looking for grapes and powder. So don't don't look for a bottle of something. Oh, it's a powder. A little can that you make it into a powder. Water soluble fertilizer. Okay. And how often do you apply it? And when do you start applying it? It'll tell. Oh, it'll say on it. Okay. Yeah, or you can, yeah. Uh, my peaches didn't have any problem with that. Huh, my peaches good. had no problem with the fungus last year. Where, where is your place? It's outside of Blanco, between Blanco and uh, Fredericksburg, okay. Stonewall area. Did you, did you, have you got peaches? Have they bloomed and have set fruit they yet? They started, I haven't been up there this weekend, but they last weekend I had about a quarter of my trees in bloom, and then the other 75% hadn't started blooming yet. Oh, okay. So you've got mixed chill requirement yeah i i've got the right chill requirements i i get tons of peaches my problem is i can't keep up with the critters eating them (laughs) (laughs) you know i try this year i'm going to try and wrap them in chicken wire because i get you know coons and no you you just want to declare that it's a wildlife planting and then if you get a couple off of there yourself that's about how it goes yeah last year they they come in and they'll They'll climb up the tree because they'll sometimes break off. Raccoons. Right? Yeah, it's coons. Yeah. And they'll they'll go take all the peaches to a spot because all the pits are in an area. Yeah, that's right. About two, two and a half feet in diameter. Yeah, that's right. And it'll be, you know, be piled up there. I'll, I'll give you a tip. After those raccoons eat a certain amount of peaches, the meat actually begins to have a peachy flavor to it. So I should try and make raccoons. There things. you go. I've got <laughs> recipes on plantanswers.com. I'll, I'll look into that. Yeah, <laughs> I go up there sometimes. I sit out there at night. I think I'm going to shoot a couple of these coons. And doggone it, they'll never come around. Uh, and then the first night yeah, I have to trap them. Yeah, they, they're pretty smart, too. I, I can yeah, trap they occasionally. Climb. They climb. But, boy, they're they're hard to. Oh, yeah. Especially if there's. They and won't eat anything I put in a trap. You know, if there are peaches and apples and stuff up there, they eat that. And yeah, there's hundreds of them on your plate. Yeah. Oh, wet, I've wet cat food is what we found is the best. Yeah, I've got hundreds. Cat food you use? Cat food. Yeah, I've, yeah, cat food. I've tried I'll dog try food. Suet. Suet works pretty well. You're supposed can... to be feeding the birds to that. Yeah, I know, but uh, <laughs> I've got the same problem with raccoons sometimes. The good news about raccoons are that they... they Individuals kind of get into habits, and so sometimes if you catch that individual, remove it. You got four or five years when you don't get a, until somebody else finds that that niche. Now with your peaches, that may be a little different because there are a number of them, and they're used to it. And there's enough trees out there that they, you know, they they probably got a little vacation uh, yep. enclave in there with all all of them cooperating. Well, the other problem I have is I have my tank is stocked. So they like to go down there and fish. There you go. <laughs> you know, the tank is you're, 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 you're a good landowner. <laughs> it's going back and forth. You're a good landowner. So that's why you want your grapes, stay, so they have something else. Yeah, they're, they're going to eat grapes, too. <laughs> Next time you want to accidentally shoot one, um, catch, catch a good-sized fish, string it up in a tree, and they will come in droves to, uh, to get that fish down. Oh, that's a good tip. I appreciate that. Yeah, right. And put a bell on the end of the, you know, on the deal, and then they'll ring the bell, and you can go out and shoot them in the middle of the night. Yeah, that's oh, that's that's good advice. That's I fun. That. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, gentlemen. Bye. Good All luck. Right. All right. Thanks for coming by. You can come by and ask your gardening question in person, or call us at 308-8867. Trace has got the plant of the weekend. Trace, before we go to break, tell us about that. Plant of the weekend. It's a Calamundan orange. 
Calamundo. So it's a it's a citrus tree. These are actually loaded with fruit. Some even relatively ripe. Uh, but calamundin is used in a, a lot of cooking type things. It's not a, a citrus tree that you go and you pick and you eat it. Um, but it, in a lot of recipes, you'll you'll find the calamundin orange as a ingredient. Oh. They're very decorative in a container. Yeah, they still got the same sweet smelling blooms. The fruit's cool looking when it's on there. In fact, it looks kind of like a kumquat or a loquat fruit. It's evergreen. So, and they're only thirty nine ninety nine, and there's about a dozen of them, and they are full of fruit. There's another positive thing about them. They are uh, really uh, cold tolerant. Uh, mine didn't get affected at all by the this last freeze. So, now, Calvin, you're talking about my Calamundo. No, no, I've got both your Calamundo and the real one, huh? and then the real one too, <laughs> I, out there in the open. That's, that's not a conversation I understood. Did you oh. assume you did, Milton? There's yeah. a there, there's yeah. a variant. We we introduced the Calamundo surprise uh. one time. Jerry's Calamundo surprise. <laughs> took two years for it had their fruit. <laughs> two? It seemed longer than that. Uh, I think Milton. it was longer than that. <laughs> I was trying to make it better. Yeah, than it really was. School, but the, but the thing is not done freeze. That's that's always a selling point. And uh, yeah, all right. So they can call in and uh, reserve one uh, at four nine seven three seven six zero, or just come by and uh, and how many you got? Uh, a dozen ish. Okay, so uh, hurry and come on by and visit with your other gardening friends here at Millburgers. Hey, we got to take a break. While we do, give us a call at 308-8867, 308-8867. More in a moment on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. It's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. I want to thank everybody that came out to Millburgers and enjoyed David Rodriguez's EarthKind seminar on spring garden cleanup. You know what? If you missed it, I'm so sorry, but let me give you some advice. Go to MillburgerNursery.com, MillburgerNursery.com, and you'll find all kinds of activities that are going on and all kinds of classes, too. Classes on roses that are coming up, kids' gardening classes, and much, much more. That's MillburgerNursery.com. You'll also find what's on sale this week, like the begonias are on sale in the 4-inch pot for just 98 cents each. Petunias are on sale in the 4-inch pot for just 88 cents each. This is a great savings on geranium. Beautiful geraniums on sale in the 6-inch pot, just four eighty-eight. And Texas mountain laurels are blooming all around town. If you don't have this great Texas traditional plant, it's on sale right now in the five-gallon container for $18.88. All that at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Forty Road. Start your Sunday morning with inspiration, motivation, education, and a whole lot of information, but never any manipulation. I'm Rick Hughes, host of The Floodline. Join me every Sunday morning at 6.30 here on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Friday, November 3rd at the Tobin Center. Comedian Jeannie Robertson is coming back to San Antonio. You've seen her on TV, heard her on Sirius XM Satellite Radio's Family Comedy Channels. She's delighted audiences around the world. Her classic comedy videos like Don't Bungee Jump Naked and Never Send a Man to the Grocery Store have entertained more than 38 million people. Jeannie Robertson tells it like it is. Funny. Tickets to see Jeannie Robertson Friday, November 3rd are on sale now at the Tobin Center box office or tobincenter.org. Peace. 
advice through planning. That's the motto of Weisinger Law Firm, and the planning begins with your free consultation with Charlie Weisinger. Charlie, you call yourself an estate planning attorney. What exactly does that mean? Well, Baron, estate planning is simply protecting you, your family, and your assets in case the worst happens. A basic plan includes a will, financial, and medical powers of attorney, health information releases, and directives for your physician. If you don't have these basic elements in place, it's an even harder year for your loved ones. Well, a lot of people put off that decision because of that. You're making hard decisions on a very hard topic. But knowing you, Charlie Weisinger, you make it so easy. Well, we spend about an hour in our first meeting where I learn a lot about you and educate you on estate planning. Based on that first meeting, we'll schedule a second where I'll present a plan to you. We'll sign documents, and that's where peace through planning begins. It's three hours out of your life so you can have peace for the rest of your life. Let Charlie help you achieve peace through planning by calling Weisinger Law Firm. The number in San Antonio is 210-308-0800, online at weisingerlawfirm.com. You've heard about the amazing benefits of fish oil for heart health? memory, learning, and mood. However, it's important to know that not all fish oils are alike. A poor quality fish oil may contain contaminants and be rancid, leading to unpleasant aftertaste and burping. There is a brand you can rely on, just as medical doctors have for years. Nordic Natural Pure, award-winning, and patent fruit-flavored omega-3 fish oil. All Nordic Natural fish oils meet strict European medical standards and are independently tested, documenting exceptional purity and freshness levels. You'll feel and taste Nordic Natural's difference. Nordic Natural Omega-3 fish oils come in a variety of natural fruit flavors, both in liquid and capsule form. Children enjoy the chewable strawberry capsules and will ask for more. And you can get these at Rhonda's Nature's Way, two locations. 624 Southwest Military and 8059 Callahan at the corner of I-10 West and Callahan. Take 930 AM The Answer with you everywhere you go with the 930 AM The Answer app. Simply go to the App Store on your mobile device, type in 930 AM The Answer, download the app, and you'll always be in touch. Breaking news, stimulating talk, 930 AM The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, 308-8867. That's our number, 308-8867. Right now, we're going to go visit with Todd Chisholm over there at Quality Organic Products. And, Todd, I'm guessing if it's anything like uh, it is here at Millburgers, but you guys are pretty busy today on Lookout Road. Well, we've been busy all week, man. It's been just nonstop. Very cool, very cool. Well, what do you what do you recommend for folks now? It's uh, now it's spring and uh, they need to, they want to get out there clearly and start gardening. What do you recommend yeah, they do? Uh, garden Plus, put our Garden Plus down in your garden, mend it in, put it in, build a bed, whatever you need to do, plant plants in it. Uh, you know, it's it's got it all. It's it's a great product. Uh, we are uh, making that now instead of rose mix. So, I mean, basically, it's just taken over pretty much very popular. Our QOPs, very popular. Um, that's our, our our compost we call QOP. And then uh, our four-way is pretty phenomenal, too. It's our it's our most dirt uh, soil. We have about 50% dirt or sand in it at the time. If it's wet, we'll have sand in it. If it's dry, we'll have uh, topsoil in it. Hey, talk about the Garden Plus. What's what is that? Because I know that's that's really unique to you guys. Um, it's got pecan shell in it. It's got um, it's got a black compost and mulch. It's got a red sand. 
It's got two composts. It's got a veggie, and it's got a horse manure compost in it. And then it's got about 10% topsoil. And uh, it really does good. You know, it really grows well. And it's got quick, uh, it's fluffy, um, kind of a light mix. Is that why? Is that yeah. why you like it? Because the lightness, or is it the, uh, the um, nutritional? Ah, it's just easy to use. You can use it for multiple things. You know, you could throw it on your lawn if you had to. You know, I wouldn't recommend it because of the the wood in it, but you can. You know. Very cool. Okay, so they get the Garden Plus, or you mentioned the Four Way. What is that? Four Way is basically fifty percent topsoil, and uh, then we add in uh, a mulch, composted mulch. Or a veggie, we usually add in. Then we add a little horse manure, a bread pan, and 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 we do put uh, a little bit of we put coffee grounds in both of those mixes. Are we never not put coffee grounds? When we what we do is when we make our product, everything's made off the QOP. So the QOP is made of consistent of veggie compost, horse manure, and coffee grounds. So then we blend our QOP in every mix we have. And then that's how we make it. So it's always got coffee grounds and everything. And we have a lot of coffee grounds, but those help a lot. What do folks find? What do, what do the coffee grounds do? What is the uh, the purpose of that? Uh, coffee grounds, they basically um, um, help the pH in the soil. Okay. And let's see now. Uh, Man, they got a. It's an organic material, and it's got a texture that uh, contributes to good, the good texture of the soil. So it. Uh, it's a soil condition. Yeah. Oh, okay. And yeah. so yeah, you all have to drink lot. So you get everybody over there, quality organic products, drinking lots and lots of coffee before the spring. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 We get it all year round. So by springtime, we've got a couple thousand yards of it to mix in the soils. Very cool. Well, so anything special going on over there in terms no, no, of uh, prices, or you guys? No. Uh, do you when? when are you some... going to have your open house? Uh, I don't think we're going to do it this year because of the fire. So I don't think we're going to have open house this year. Probably okay. next year. We just need we need to wait a year before we do something. But we do got some like fertilizer. You had all those fertilizer. you had all those firemen there visiting, so you have right. plenty of company. <laughs> oh, we got plenty of publicity from that. People come in today still saying, ask us about it. So that's one thing about that. But uh, we do got some fertilizers, you know, um, that uh, we do sell um, on special, like 50% off right now that we need to get rid of. Oh, okay. But it's liquid, and uh, that's about it. Um, but, no, we're not really doing much we're just staying busy i mean we're so busy right now we're you know we're trying to get our other yard uh based in and mud so we don't get mud so we can start opening there because we're still kind of full from last year but i mean we're selling materials like super fast so but um and uh, what your hours today are from eight to two so from eight to two so you need to hurry on over there and yep. uh, then you're open again on Monday. But you guys deliver. Yep. I can order it on. I can call you. Can I order it online too? No, no. But you okay, can look so online. okay, I can find out what I want online and call you and have it delivered, though. Right, right. Yeah. So all the products are online, 
And we always talk about the soils because I think with the, with the show that that's a big focus. But also, you know, you know you've, you've got the rock and other stuff too. Oh yeah, we got everything. We got some. We got a new. We actually got a new rock in. We call it a Valverde plant. It's really pretty. It's about an inch and a half, and it uh, it has purple, green, okay. yellows, oranges, red, uh, gray, and like a white. It's really pretty. This is cool. Is there any burnt orange? Yeah. Uh, it has—I don't say burnt orange, but it has an orange in it. Yes, and we call it huh. Valverde Glen. I got a guy that's hauling it all the way down south, and he's coming up here to pick up some our organic products and taking them back to his yard. And he has a quarry right there that he's getting it out of it in Valverde County, and it's beautiful. I've never seen the colors like that. I mean, I have Trace Rios and some other colors, but this has like ten colors in it. It's really pretty. Yeah, so it sounds I, like I, it. I worked out a deal with him. He brings me the rock, and I bring, and then he picks up my compost and stuff and takes it back to his place once a week. Oh. So, yeah, it worked out well. So uh, so ask for what now, the Valverde rock? Or? Valverde blend. Valverde blend. Yeah. Very, very cool. That's interesting. Yeah, Todd, you're always getting new stuff. That's the kind of fun thing about, about talking to you is hearing kind of what's coming up and what's going on. Anything in your garden? Did you did you plant, or did does everything was really that uh, with everything that went on that wasn't the focus? Delphine planted this year. She planted some stuff, uh, uh, onions, some stuff like that. Um, but we're actually going to have uh, the guy. Remember, I was telling you about Utopia Gardens. Uh, they're coming out to do seminars and stuff and plant and do stuff like that. Okay, so. who is that again? Delphine. Oh, okay. Okay, very cool. Well, yeah, Todd, so uh, folks could. Oh, good. I'm sorry. So yeah, they're gonna. We're gonna be doing some planting for sure. It's ready to go. It just needs to be planted. It just picks up in the ground. Y'all got watermelon and stuff like that yet? Antelope? Nope. Eggplants here. So that's an indication that they're. Is that little watermelon's not too far behind? Wait, I think it's a little, little squash out there. Yeah, it's a little early for eggplant. I think. Yeah. And, just yeah. like, I mean, I, if a tomato is thinks it's cool, an eggplant's going to go nuts. I, I think thinks, gonna, thinks I think it's in the Arctic. I think we're going to have but, one uh, more freeze. I see it, you know. You think but, so? One more freeze? I think we're oh, that's, a, that's the debate we're having here. Jerry thinks there'll be a frost, not necessarily a, a to the degree that it's called a freeze. You know, and I, I agree with that. It's going to get right at that, that area, but I don't know... Uh, if it, you know, I, I don't think we're going to get hard. I think we're, I think spring's strong, and I think we're going to, we'll get a little snap like it always does in March, you know. But I um, hope you're right. Yeah, Milton, did you get that picture? No. Look on what your phone. What did you send? Oh yeah, look, it, you just you just sent it. Okay, what is? Oh, yeah. Hold on, I got to open up my phone. Oh, is that the rock? Oh my. Yeah. Is that the Valverde? Oh, it's really neat. Look, that's the, uh, that the Valverde. Cool? Look at all the colors on it. Yeah, very cool. And they're they're cool. about the size of a nickel, it looks like. Oh, uh, they're bigger, bigger, inch, oh, inch they are? and a half. Yeah, inch and a half. Okay. Yeah. 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 You need to so, you need to put that on the website. People will uh, like I know, that. We, did, we got to. We're going to work on that. 
All right, guys, guess what? I got to go do a delivery, so I got to go. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. You you personally deliver the stuff, too? I've been Goodness. already done. Two, I've already done two so far. <laughs> All right, we'll let you go. Thanks, Todd. All right, guys. Bye, Todd. All right, Quality Organic Products is right there on Lookout Road, just about a quarter mile outside of 1604. And uh, you can uh, find them at qualityorganicproducts.com. Virginia is on the line at 308-8867, 308-8867. Virginia, thanks for waiting. How can we help you today? Yeah, uh, we have some uh, one of those old-fashioned roses. I have no idea what variety it is. And uh, it's got some little limbs on it that when they bloom or something like that, they wilt all of a sudden. I don't know if it's got something or it's just too humid or what the deal is. The bloom... The bloom wilts or the leaves? No, the leaves. The, after the flower falls off, then all of a sudden this whole section where the bloom was on, you know, it just it wilts for no reason. Is it, is it cut off? Is it cut no, off uh-uh. in the plant? No, no. And the flower usually just falls off, you know, and you get that little dried up thing because it's yeah. not pollinated. And There's a leaf cutter uh, that does a little bit of that. Uh, okay. An insect. Mm-hmm. But uh, it it would it would fall off. It would be mm-hmm. you in a sharp it, cut. Yeah. yeah, you could see it be, being damaged. Okay. Uh, is, is this is very succulent new growth? The whole thing is pretty new g- growth on there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, some, it could get a fungus easy. Sometimes the wind can can just damage it. Oh that, yeah. That, that, new, that tender that tender new growth. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's not okay. a it's not a rem, it's not a remnant from the freezes, is it? No, no, no. Uh, uh-uh. uh. It it did really good through the freeze, so I don't know what the deal is. Okay. But uh, I uh, wanted to ask. I, I got know. two other plants to ask you about. Okay. Uh, fig trees like Celeste and Texas Everbearing. Do they get any diseases or viruses? No, ma'am. No. Okay. Ne- nematodes. Yeah, but okay. that was just slow growth. Okay. And uh, one last thing. Uh, can you make root cutting? Uh, sorry. Can you root cuttings from citrus trees like satsumas? Uh, without, not without really. But air layering. Not uh, really. Not really. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. The the way they are propagated is usually by budding, or budding or grafting. Uh, onto a rootstock. Oh, okay. Now, now these new ones, uh, for a while, uh, they were rooting cuttings, but they you have to have a mist bed and, you know, something to oh, keep yeah. them moist uh-huh. the whole time and use uh-huh. hormone sprays and things like that to get them to root. They're not they're not the easiest thing in the world to root. I didn't think they and were. They're, they're, they're slow to grow after they do root. Now, okay. if you've done if you've done air layering, uh, you, know, you could you could try some air layering on them. When do you, you know? start the air layering in the fall or in the? Uh, you can start any time, but uh, I I would start it after you have new growth and the new uh-huh. growth hardens a little bit. Okay, all right. Well, thank you very much. Okay. Good, good luck. luck to you. Bye bye. Uh-huh. Thanks, Virginia. Thanks for waiting. 
All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 308-8867, 308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. and Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. I want to thank everybody that came out to Millburgers and enjoyed David Rodriguez's EarthKind Seminar on Spring Garden Cleanup. You know what? If you missed it, I'm so sorry, but let me give you some advice. Go to MillburgerNursery.com, MillburgerNursery.com, and you'll find all kinds of activities that are going on and all kinds of classes, too. Classes on roses that are coming up, kids' gardening classes, and much, much more. That's MillburgerNursery.com. You'll also find what's on sale this week, like the begonias are on sale in the 4-inch pot for just 98 cents each. Petunias are on sale in the 4-inch pot for just 88 cents each. This is a great savings on geranium. Beautiful geraniums on sale in the 6-inch pot, just four eighty-eight. And Texas mountain laurels are blooming all around town. If you don't have this great Texas traditional plant, it's on sale right now in the five-gallon container for $18.88. All that at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, Cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Gary and Dave at Climate Magic get it. When they started Climate Magic in 1985, it was a partnership they knew would succeed with San Antonio families if they stuck to the basics when it came to servicing air conditioners and heaters. Climate Magic will always super serve you. They know if they take care of you, you'll take care of them with repeat business and good referrals. That's what's kept them in business for over 30 years. Gary and Dave at Climate Magic share the values of our great city. Dave is from San Antonio, and Gary stayed here after serving our country in the military. Both Gary and Dave have degrees in air conditioning and heating. They stay up to date on the latest changes, and they pass on that education to their seasoned pros and on to you, as Climate Magic has always had the heart of a teacher. Here's the deal. Climate Magic knows there's a lot of AC companies in town, but they're in it for the long haul. No gimmicks or games or sales pitches. Gary and Dave at Climate Magic want to serve you and take care of you when there's an emergency. Here's the number to put in your phone and on your fridge. It's 340-8240. That's 210-340-8240 for Climate Magic. ClimateMagic.com. Texas License 1531C. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, you're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomlineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottomline Realty Advisors We get the landlord off your bottom line 
But at least we're seeing the worst from the Democrats. I must say, the Democrats in the Senate have become children. Just absolute children. children. As they throw tantrum after tantrum, they lost. They lost the election. When does no one understand what losing an election is like? That means you don't get to pick the people who the president picks. They are like children. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Weekday mornings at 5, right before Mike Gallagher at 8 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number is 308-8867, 308-8867. We've mentioned it before, but there's lots of folks here, and the nursery is actually very, very beautiful with lots of color. A lot of the color is on sale, by the way, with the petunias on sale and some other stuff. So uh, come on out and visit with us. We're Tomato Central. Still got lots and lots of tomatoes, but... Uh, uh, and good selection, too, so uh, you can yeah. come on up. We checked, you know, we had one gardener come and say, well, they ran out of yeah. celebrities, but actually they didn't. They've got both yeah, one gallon and lots, of th- yeah, and lots of three-inch. There's a second whole table there that, and, of course, the Horace Moran, Moran uh, 1823, the, the Rodeo Tomato, 444s, Tycoons in one gallon, um, Valley Girl and Valley Cat. Um, let's Phoenix. So huge selection. Ty- yeah, I mentioned tycoons. I think on one gallon, and they're uh, available. And uh, Jerry mentioned the begonias. There's marigolds here, and lots of petunias uh, too. And uh, still, and the geraniums were still in the top geranium uh, seasons for for color. Uh, so lots of action. Plus all the shrubs. Fruit trees, fruit trees are all in. My article, I talked about uh, three, uh, just kind of hit on some of the fruit trees, peaches, uh, pomegranates, and uh, uh, citrus. Citrus. Yeah. And so the the choice of all those three is really uh, great. And kind of the peaches are relatively hard to grow here. Um, Citrus in the middle the free the cold weather is the only thing that and I guess wasn't too many months ago we were saying citrus was probably the easiest to grow and then we had a good a couple of good freezes and we were reminded that we do have to take precaution with the cold weather but then uh, then the pomegranates uh, lots of choices in pomegranates and they're they're pretty they're really easy to to grow and attractive a nice landscape plant and in my neighborhood, at least, the deer do not eat them. That's one of the plants that's naturalized all through the neighborhood. Um, and the blooms in April and May are spectacular. And then the fruit, fruit is nutritious. Uh, very good. And, uh, You're talking about a pomegranate, are yeah, you, Kevin? Yeah, pomegranate. And uh, in, they're in favor now in terms of... Uh, the juice. Kale, yeah, kale and pomegranates are, you know. Yeah, <laughs> are the uh, fashionable foods because they're so healthy, uh, good nutrients, and and few calories. Uh, so, and easy to grow. So you you, you got to try the uh, pomegranates for sure. Full sun, that they do best. They'll grow. As my, my neighborhood is testimony to, they'll grow in pretty shady areas, but they don't. 
they you don't, don't, you don't get the fall bloom or produce anything. No. Yeah. And um, Virginia mentioned old-fashioned roses, but knockout roses around town. Oh, they're spectacular. Aren't yeah, they, though? They're, they're they beginning are. to come back, aren't they? Oh, yeah, and how? With a vengeance. They are happy as can be, it seems like. <laughs> I see them. It's right. perfect weather for roses. Yeah. Weather. yeah. Belinda's dream, mine are starting to bloom. Yeah, one of the, the one of the, uh, you know, March 11th and 12th, uh, the big uh, South Texas Home Garden Environmental Show down in uh, Floresville is going to take place. And uh, one of the featured items down there is the uh, old old fashioned roses and the tough modern roses mm. so there'll be some some of those for sale uh, but uh, put that on your calendar if you're looking for uh, to get get in the mood in the gardening and get a lot of information uh, going down there the wildflowers will be blooming mm-hmm. and so it's a nice nice trip down there and then uh, Last Chance Forever, the Raptor Show, that's really popular. That'll be on both days. It'll be a plant exchange on uh, Saturday, and it'll be sponsored by uh, the Gardening Volunteers of South Texas. So if you enjoy the one at the Festival of Flowers, this is a, probably a little more accessible. It won't be as big, but uh, yeah. it'll, be, it'll be fun. Uh, lots of action in uh, Landscape School on Sunday. That's the only thing that there's a charge for is the landscape school and dr parsons and i are on the faculty for that and so if you want more information about the event just go to the uh, wilson county news website wilsoncountynews.com i believe and you'll get get all that information or call dr parsons or i and we can tell you what's going on $25 for the landscape school. You mean person. they're not charging for my tomato talk on Saturday? They are not. It's good. Well, that's oh, quite a bargain. Oh, man. Yeah. Now that's, I'm mad. <laughs> I think I, let's see, I think I, I start off. A $5 off, dollar donation will be appreciated. <laughs> yes, very much so. Are, are you, is it, oh, yeah, after the radio show, Jerry's, uh, <laughs> Tomato program is after the radio radio show. There you go. And uh, I'm going to do butterflies nine, and then before the radio show, I'm going to do the tough modern roses and the old fashioned roses as a class. So it should should be fun. Nine to ten. Yeah, lots lots of action, and of course, they'll have their. There's silent auction. You know, a lot of folks look forward to that every year down there, and that, that'll that be going strong. We'll have Master Gardener chapters from all four counties, Milton. Oh, good. Yeah, they're all cooperating. One of the goals now, one of the new goals for this event, the South Texas Home Garden and Environmental Show, is to help uh, get organ, uh, Master Gardener chapter organized down there in Wilson, Atascosa, and Carnes County. Uh, so it'll be kind of fun to have all the four chapters participation from the four Master Gardener chapters, Gonzales, Guadalupe, Comal, and Bear County uh, down there on the 11th and 12th. So if you want more information, give us a call. You can get the uh, Landscape School application here here at Millburgers, of course. And uh, there's a, they posted the bulletins to give you more information on the event. Or you can go uh, directly to the Wilson County News, no. and they'll have everything you need to learn. 
You were talking about your column, uh, which is in today's paper. Got some pretty pictures of pomegranates and also some satsumas. I had an interesting uh, satsuma experience, uh, and I guess I guess I think that was a lemon, a lemon and a satsuma. And uh, the lady had them in uh, in containers, in large containers. And she was so happy because they really had put out a lot of growth. And, and the satsuma she was talking about was, uh, was uh, let's see, Mijo, uh, Mijo, was Mijo. I, it had, still had a tag on it. And I, the, when I first walked by and looked at it, I was just looking at the tag. And then we were standing there talking about it. Or, or no, we were talking about, I, I saw the, the lemon over, over to the, uh, Meyer Lemon, over to the corner. And uh, she was talking about how all of that new growth was coming out, that how, how well it was growing now. And I looked at it, it was full of thorns. Oh, no. It was full of thorns. And so I got over there and looked at it closer, and I said, I got bad news. I said, it was on trifoliate, the, the one that has a... Three yeah. leaflets on it, so it was very apparent uh-huh. that that was rootstock that was out, had outgrown the the uh, Meyer lemon two to two to one, or three to one. But there was still some. Uh, There's still some, some good wood in still there. Still good wood in there. So uh, knowing knowing that she wouldn't have the uh, fortitude to go down and do what needs to be done, I sat down there and got my little. Uh, MacGyver uh, 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 knife out uh, and uh, Swiss Army knife that's, that's got a uh, uh, blade, got uh-huh. a uh, uh, wood blade on it, and cut that, cut half uh, half of that tree away. And um, that's a good. Let's let's repeat that because I, that's a good lesson, Jerry. I don't think we emphasize that enough. It if shouldn't you, have thorns. Yeah, it should. If it, if something shows up with thorns or a different leaf, Jerry mentioned that trifoliate, which is really distinctive. If oh that, yeah. That shows up on your lemon. It looks it looks like a little clover. Yeah. With three, three, uh, three little uh, leaflets. And that that doesn't mean though that you've lost your plant. As long as there's some good wood there, you can oh, do just yeah. like Jerry did and cut it down. Peaches the same thing. Those sprouts that come up, rootstock sprouts, they can be cut back and then you just you just have to help that main stem remain the dominant part mm-hmm. so and then yeah the, we saw another one this morning uh sour orange now the the guy that brought in the sour orange his was it was about eight feet tall so his <laughs> he kind of lost the battle there the the sour orange it took taken over and the and the uh, original top the good top the, with the quality fruit was no longer available, and he he said he has faced with the decision because it was attractive <laughs> and, and evergreen, you know. Yeah, those sour oranges, they yeah, they're yeah. pretty, but, and they hold had that fruit that's ornamental yeah. for a long period of time. But he said he had nightmares about those thorns. Uh, <laughs> yeah, as soon as you asked him if they it had thorns, he was oh yeah, it has big old thorns, uh, yeah. <laughs> and we were, we were, after we got through with the work working on the lemon, 
we I was we were standing over there looking at the uh, Miho, the Satsuma Arn. And uh, I was standing there looking at that thing, and then it dawned on me that it had thorns too. Now it wasn't; it was on a sour orange rootstock, so the, the, the leaves weren't as distinctive as they were with the trifoliate rootstock. But uh, so, I, sometimes they show that little wing, like a yeah, grapefruit. Yeah, that, like, that's yeah. right. And yeah. I, that's what I, I showed her. I noticed that that little yeah. fellow that brought that. Uh, Sour orange. He had some leaves attached, and it had that little wing on it. And uh, so after I looked at it for a while, I said, "I got more bad news." <laughs> so, and that thing is about two and three times larger than the than the good good limb. And so I got my trusty army, uh, Swiss Army uh, knife out and. And we went out and close as close to the main stem as I could get. I cut that cut that one out too. And so as I drove away, she had had uh, two uh, both of her both of her containerized citrus uh, laying on the main. Most of it was laying on the ground in yeah. front of her that she was so proud of. Yeah. But and she's waving but, goodbye. Yeah. It was so good to have you. Don't come back soon, Jerry. <laughs> but it was good that we caught it early because uh, now now that it has an established root system, so that means that uh, sa- that uh, Satsuma and the uh, and lemon the, uh, lemon will, will take off growing really fast now. But now we're going to have to watch it closely because it'll it's enough sprouts from that where that rootstock was. Well, you know, our in our with our freeze damage, there's going to be a lot of them inclined to do that. Oh, yeah. So uh, keep keep a watch on it. Uh, now our our limes, our Mexican limes, they they they're thorny anyway, so it's sometimes yeah. hard to recognize. But the thorns are small, small, and. Uh, did some of those were on their own rootstocks too, weren't they? Yeah, they. Uh, you know, when we first started the, uh, and if you bought the, the uh, orange frost and uh, uh, there was there was a lemon frost and then uh, Arctic frost. Now Arctic frost, uh, the, and they were on their own rootstock, but they uh, most of them didn't freeze back unless they were really in the. In the hill country, and and really had a long hard freeze, but uh, they were on their own rootstock. So even if they froze back, uh, they'll come back from the ground as a as the the true variety. Now the problem was it uh, the problem was that uh, uh, they do have thorns. Arctic frosts. Uh, they're getting away from the thorns in the propaga- new propagation uh, uh, procedures, so that uh, the Arctic frost of the future will not have uh, will not have uh, as many thorns as it, as it did originally. But uh, it's 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 on its own rootstock, especially the ones that you you might have purchased earlier. And as you uh, would guess from our conversation here, uh, Milberg says it. Wonderful selection of citrus. Oh yeah. Everything we mentioned, plus oranges and the grapefruit, that bloom sweet grapefruit, uh, mine uh, defoliated in the freezes, but they're they're back 
putting on foliage and uh, expect them to be blooming uh, soon. So, And, uh, of course, lots of different kinds of satsumas and the Mexican lime. And I never quite differentiate between the key lime and the Mexican lime, but a lot of people just, yeah. if it doesn't have thorns, they say it's key lime. If it <laughs> does, it's Mexican lime. But uh, they are very, very productive, and uh, that's one of my favorite flavors, yeah. lime. And a listing of all the uh, Millburger nursery fruit trees and, and roses, which they will get later, are is on uh, topics of the month there on plantanswers.com. So just go on over to plantanswers.com. Also, you can read more about the Rodeo Tomato for 2017, which is Milton HM1823. Eighteen twenty. Uh, uh, what, what, what day was that? Now, what happened? On that Monroe day? Doctrine. I'm Monroe ex- Doctrine. I'm expecting that at some that. point we'll start thinking about Monroe Doctrine. We'll say Doctrine. We'll say MD eighteen twenty. Monroe Doctrine eighteen twenty three tomato. The MD twenty three. Yeah. All right, we're going to say goodbye for today. But gosh, thanks for being a part of the show. It was real busy today, and we enjoyed visiting with everybody. So uh, join us tomorrow back here at the nursery, or call us on the phone. Over here at Millburgers or 308-8867. On behalf of the docs, thanks to Roy doing a great job, and thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick, and this is 930 AM, The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.